Today's show is sponsored by Features. See why Features becomes the number one running sock in America and receive $10 off your first pair of features by going to features.com using the promo code REAL. That's F-E-E-T-U-R-E-S.com, promo code REAL. Today's show is also sponsored by Policy Genius. Policy Genius compares quotes from the top life insurance companies all in one place to help you find the best price. So if you're one of the many people looking to buy life insurance right now, head to policygenius.com. The cool part, especially in Jesus, is you withstand and you survive even better. There's something about adversity that paradoxically makes us more into his image, that makes us look more like him, that we become the richness, the aroma of Christ, the more um, we have adversity. Hey guys, welcome to the Real Life Podcast, where we talk about exactly that every single week, real life, which means some episodes might be about a fight we just had, some episodes might be about potty training since we have two toddlers, and some might be about eschatological realism because I love thinking and talking about deep theological things. And maybe we'll talk about all three of those in one episode. But we hope the show feels like hanging out in our living room with us, drinking a cup of coffee as we discuss faith and family and culture and Jesus. Me and my lovely wife, Alyssa, are your hosts, and don't hesitate to hit us up or reach out on social media to say hi or comment on this week's episode. Enjoy. Hey guys, Jeff here, back with another episode of the Real Life Podcast. Uh, I forgot to even do the intro thing because Alyssa's not on this episode this week. So what, what do we usually say? Welcome back to the Real Life Podcast. We talk about faith, culture, and answer your questions. Or no, I say I'm Jeff. I'm Alyssa. Guys, see, I'm off my my game because Aly- Alyssa, my better half, the better half, the one you really want to hear on this podcast is not here this week. Um, man, I'm really excited to chat with you guys though this week because we just, we've had some crazy weeks at home. I just wanted to give Alyssa a break, um, but I still wanted to record this 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 episode because of uh, the topic and that you guys are knew was coming next if you um, have been paying attention. And that's uh, a whole topic on adversity. Now I'll still keep it short. I just want to give you something to think about for 15 minutes of your day today. Um, but I'm really, really excited. First, by the way, uh, thank you guys um, for the Yippie Show. If you're listening to this, I believe this is... Uh, we are in episode five, which means we're halfway done through season one. So man, this has been such a dream. Your guys' feedback has been amazing. If you're on um, social media, I'd love, I posted a post today on Instagram that just was like a little kind of recap of the five episodes. If you have watched the episode, I would really love if you can just hop on that Instagram post and just share in the comments your feedback, favorite moment, favorite teaching thing, what you like about the show. Um, I'm trying to take notes for hopefully a season two, uh, crossing fingers, uh, pray for us, uh, yippee. If you're listening to this, we'll take a season two if you're game. Um, but I'd love your guys' feedback. That'd be really fun. Uh, this week's episode two is my favorite episode five, Kinsley's birthday. Oh, I feel like it's just a treat that we even have like the, how do I say this? Like the record of that video, meaning like that's a video I'm going to want. I'm glad we made just to have in like 50 years. It's just so special, so rich. Um, and so fun because we take birthdays really serious in our house. We do all, we actually call it birthday week. So you get celebrated all week and then the day is an entire thing of like experience and love and affirmation, not just presents. And it was really fun to show that Kinsley got to pick the day. She got to pick the food. Um, and it was really fun blessing her and all that, man. So I love that episode, but if you guys want to check it out, you can still watch for free. So on Yippee for the first week trial. So totally free, check it out, see what you think. And then if you like the platform, stay on. And I think you get 25% off the first three months. So jeffandalissa.com slash yippee or if you go to yippee.tv you have to make sure to put in the code bethkey if you go to our link the code automatically applies if you go to yippee at checkout make sure you use the code just our last name um but you get a free week trial and then 25 percent off your first three months if you stay would love if you check it out would love to see what you guys think uh 
super, super fun. And we've just had an absolute blast doing it. So thank you guys for watching. Okay. Adversity. Now again, this book guys, it's blowing our minds. It's been so fun seeing you guys' feedback and I'm really stoked that you guys have been enjoying it. Um, and what's cool too is like, you know, um, I was thinking the other day too, like at the end of the day, almost our whole podcast is a book club because I, uh, almost every single podcast, you know, what we're thinking about, what the Lord's working in our heart is, is usually ideas that we're being, we're thinking about because of books we're reading. Right. So, uh, at least, you know, I know for me, at least for the last three or four years, almost every podcast episode is a seed of an idea that I'm already researching, reading about, or in a book in, we just don't bring it as long-term and formal to the podcast, but this one I wanted to, cause we just love this book. Um, John and American Awakening, the team, they're incredible. It's so fun being a part of it because we love the message and the vision so much. Uh, and it's just, it's awesome. We absolutely love it. So by the way, I just would love to hear if you've really enjoyed kind of this format of us just teasing out ideas in books like this in a little bit deeper way, if that makes sense. Um, okay. So I love this chapter because I feel like this is the missing nutrient of not just the religious, um, domain, but also the secular domain in our culture right now. And then the chapter is just called you will face adversity, redeem it. And I just love, 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 love that. Um, and he goes through again in his stunning way, just awesome sociology, science studies, the scriptures of how this is true. And I absolutely, um, Love it. Now he starts with this really, really cool story. Let me see if I can find her, her name again. I believe it was, yeah, Serena Burla, um, an incredible, uh, runner, uh, um, had prospects of, you know, wanting to be a professional runner, I believe, but, but didn't write quite cut it. And then, uh, I think it was like in high school or college, they found a cancerous tumor on her bicep femoris biceps. I don't, yeah. Uh, one of the muscles that's in your hamstrings. And so she had to get a surgery and so she was only left with two hamstrings in her leg, which like, you know, after that, you're thinking like, that's the literally the thing a professional runner would need. So she can't really go back to running right now. She, of course, she had intense rehab. Um, but what they found in this rehab is there was this weird paradoxical effect where she was actually able to lift more weight with her bad leg than her good leg in her rehab that the two muscles were somehow stronger than the three. And so then she started running and then she noted that her old mechanics, the way she used to run had actually improved based on that muscle change. Hey guys, I want to take a break to talk about one of the six sponsors, and that is Features. They are awesome and incredible guys. New sponsor to the show, and they sent us some awesome, amazing socks that our kids, we have loved, everyone has loved. Because I don't know about you, but sometimes even clothing, like the smallest thing can be in a little annoyance, whether it's a loose thread or a loose fit. And socks, I feel like, are one of those things that it just, you don't notice it if you don't notice it, but that usually means it's doing its job really well, but a lot of socks don't. And Features has specifically focused on engineering, high-performance, innovative socks that do that, that that do what they're supposed to do. They're cool because they're like a custom-like fit, so they prevent a, a bunch of issues that conventional socks have. We absolutely love them, guys. They feel awesome. Um, I actually have bad arches, which is a random side note right there, and I feel like they help me with that, just kind of the, the compression and stuff. And so, yeah, they, they almost feel like a hug on your foot, if I'm honest. Can I say that? <laughs> I did. But yeah, it's cool. They have an anatomical design. It conforms to the left and right foot shape of your foot. And it's awesome. And they have a lifetime guarantee and they're family owned. So really, really cool. So they want to hook you guys up. See why they become the number one running sock in America. And so for you guys, they're going to give you $10 off your first pair of features by going to features.com and using the promo code real. It's $10 off first pair. F-E-E-T-U-R-E-S.com. Enter the promo code real at checkout. Features.com. Real at checkout. 
Um, basically, long story short, is she became a better runner through this adversity. Now, there was still intense rehab. It wasn't like magic. Um, intense training, um, intense adversity, and intense wall. Uh, but what was crazy is it actually made her better to the point where she became like a world-class runner. And she actually ran the New York City Marathon like just within a year of the surgery. And she placed fourth uh, with, a, with a time of two hours and 37 minutes. Like that's insane. And then she became the US national champion at half marathon distance later, I think the year or two after that. I mean, just really, really crazy. And so psychologists actually call this the workaround effect. And and what it basically is, is how cool and creative is God, guys, that our bodies literally work around and like we, like we, we carve paths through walls of adversity, whether we think we're going to or not. Like our, we are so resilient. You listening to this are so, so resilient. You have what it takes. You are actually built to um, withstand, you are built to be resilient. And, 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 you know, coupling this with the gospel message, we see this in Paul even more so, right? Paul saying, you know, I'm not going to, I'm going to butcher it. What is it in Romans where, you know, we are crushed, but we are like not dismayed. We are this, we are not like, you can be put up against a wall, but because of Christ, specifically because of his strength that he provides that you lean on, not your own resilience, even though there's a natural layer there too, but it's this plus this, man, you withstand, you survive. And the cool part, especially in Jesus, is you withstand and you survive even better. There's something about adversity that paradoxically makes us more into his image, that makes us look more like him, that we become the richness, the aroma of Christ, the more um, we have adversity. I'm on the computer right now. I'm actually going to look look up this quote real quick that I, I just thought of. I think it's by someone. Uh, I just thought of this quote. What's 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 her name? Yeah, right here. The most beautiful people we have known are those who have known defeat or known suffering. Beautiful people do not just happen. And how true is that, right, guys? That if you think about that, we don't want it for ourselves, but some of the richest, beautifulest, most pure, tender-hearted, leaking Jesus' spirit people we know have usually been people who have walked through immense and profound trials, sufferings, and difficulty because it shapes you into almost a untouchable person, right? I remember a, a, a sermon I was listening to years ago where he made a really good point that the thing that made Jesus really dangerous uh, was they couldn't, even death, the biggest thing you can throw out someone was defeated. So like when he resurrects, it's literally like the toolbox is empty. The toolbox is empty because literally the entire kitchen sink, including death, had been thrown at him and it wasn't enough. There's nothing left to throw at him. So there's this empty handedness of the enemy because he has shown that those tools will not have the last word. And the cool part is if you're a follower of Jesus, that's true of you too. Resurrection has the last word. There is nothing that can be thrown at you that resurrection will not have the final say on when you follow Jesus. And how beautiful and amazing is that? What would it look like if we remembered that today? What would it look like in this COVID season, this difficult? Because I, I, let's be real. These are not trite problems. There is economic crashes happening right now. There is an enormous loss of financial security, um, provision for people. Health is getting decimated across the nation. Relationships, um, you know, all of these different types of things. Now, first, I will say with all of those different types of things, we have to always first ask, is there anything 
that this is trying to like teach me? Is there anything I could do better? Right? Is there something, is there a relationship I need to repair? Is part is, is here's what I'm trying to say. Not always. And I would actually say rarely does this, is this the case? But I do think you have to ask this question. Is there any reason that this happened because of me, because of my maybe foolishness, right? Or whatever. Now that's mostly not the case. See, like the events of right now, what I would say are more, you know, macro, meaning like they're falling on us and we it's not because of us, right? Yet, but I think we have to have to ask that question. And then, and so when that's true, or when that's not true, and now that we see it's just falling on us, not because of anything we've done, we have to remember, man, God promises blessing, flourishing, and resilience. We're resurrection people. Do we really believe that? I love this image of that book, the, the book Anti-Fragile. It's a little heady and scientific, but I do really like that book if you want to check it out. But I always give that disclaimer because there's a big difference to me between books that are like academic and dense versus like, oh, it's a good read and it's compelling. It's compelling, but it's like not everyone's cup. It's like very, it's like chewing on a, you know, 50 million bite steak. Um, he uses this imagery of like, yeah, we are, we are created as humans are anti-fragile. We are like one of the most resilient organisms in the world. And how powerful is that? That that's God's idea. That's not evolution. That didn't come out of, you know, randomness or chance. That is God's idea. Now there's an, there's an evolution aspect to it, of course, as like when you adapt, you're evolving and, or, you know, and things like that. But I mean, like God's, that was God's design for us to be beautiful, incredible, resilient people. What a capacity he gave to us, right? Um, to glorify him, worship him, be our true selves and honor our neighbor. It's, a, it's, it's for those three things. Hey guys, I want to take a break to talk about another one of these big sponsors, and that is Policy Genius. You guys know we love Policy Genius, long-standing sponsor on the show now. Now, right now, shopping for life insurance raises a lot of questions, right? And I think a lot of people are looking. How much coverage do I need? What insurance company is the best for you? How much should it cost? Uh, at a time when it's more important than ever to have life insurance, or at least people are certainly asking the questions right now with the pandemic, it gets also complicated to look for it. And that's why I love Policy Genius. They help. They literally are in a life insurance marketplace backed by a team of experts, and they keep track of all the changes in the market so you don't have to. And so they find the right amount of coverage, the best possible price without the headache. Uh, it's really cool. And so yeah, they compare quotes from all the top life insurance companies in one place. And it just takes a few minutes to compare quotes from the top insurers. And they save you a lot of legwork as well as money. You can save up to $1,500 or more by using them to compare the plans. And once you apply, they handle all the paperwork and red tape for free. So if you hit any speed bumps during the application, they're there to take care of everything. So if you need life insurance, but you're not sure where to start, go to policygenius.com. You will find the best rate and handle the process completely from them and by them. And they'll get you and your family protected and hopefully give you one less thing to worry about. Try it today. But the book Anti-Fragile, you know, it's hard though too because we're in a culture of fragility. We're in a culture of, you know, like fragile is almost seen as a virtue, um, not like a a thing that maybe needs to be uh, turned and matured towards growing anti-fragility. But but that's a tough conversation though because then it's like, who are we talking about? We're talking about ourselves, talking about other people. Like, I don't think that's a message you can also put on a lot of people. I think we always have to just be personally responsible for ourselves with this message. But anyways, here's this good example in the intro of humans are kind of like fire, but you have to think of yourself of like a, there's a big difference between a matchstick fire and a forest fire, right? So a little bit of like a huge gust of wind, what does it do to a matchstick? It blows it out. It completely extinguishes it. What is a, what does wind, a huge gust of wind do to a forest fire? It actually makes it blow double over. It makes it faster and stronger and it feeds, it feeds on it, it right? So there, so it's, you have to ask yourself, which one am I? 
Am I a matchstick or am I a forest fire? And I think we're created certainly at the feet of Jesus and the resilience that we have in Christ with no tools being able to be thrown against us as forest fires. And that's my encouragement for you today is that you're a forest fire um, and that anything being thrown at you only makes you stronger. Now, the world says that message sometimes, but they say it cheaply and they say it tritely. Meaning that mess that, that that it doesn't just ma- whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger, sure. But that is an entirely different message when we're talking about the gritty, earthy nature of Jesus Christ in the resurrection. A real person, like you are not alone in this. And that you have the tools and are equipped by the resurrection of the very living God out of the grave, who walked out of the grave, brought new creation, is bringing the future into the present by the power of the Holy Spirit. That is what it means to be resilient. So it's not just the trite of like, oh, whatever makes you no, because there's all, because I think without Jesus, it can be the opposite. I think without Jesus, it can crumble you. I think without Jesus, it can harden you without Jesus. It can extinguish, right? Um, even though I think naturally we have the capacities for resiliency, there is a level at which there's a, there's a ceiling there when there's not a ceiling there. I think when you follow Jesus and Jesus himself, the cool part too, is how crazy is it that we worship a God who not only just like pontificates this truth, but actually showed it with his own life, right? Like we already talked about going to the cross and then resurrecting and saying, Hey, there's no, the toolbox is empty. I have exhausted every possibility you wanted to throw at me. And I, I, I love that. I love that. And so do you believe that today? Do you believe that's the hope you have in Christ? And I just think that's such a powerful message right now. So certainly in this time with people, I think facing adversity, right? facing these different types of things. And so, um, yeah, I, I absolutely, um, love it. And, 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 and here's another way to put it too, is like, um, you, but here's what's, here's, I'll, I'll end with the last part of the book that, or this chapter of the book that I, that I loved. And what he talked about is this psychologist, Dan McAdams, um, at Northwestern university. And he talks about this concept of personal narratives. He studies personal narratives, how you believe about the story about yourself. And his work particularly focuses on the power of what he calls redemption stories um, and kind of how you interpret your story, if that makes sense, how it went, how you think about the, the certain acts of the play. And what's really, really cool is he basically did these studies and I'll, I'll just shorten it because it's a long, and that basically found that people live happier and more vital, powerful lives when they have um, a healthy redemption story, meaning when they're able to trace their arc if that makes sense. And so it's like, here's what we're trying to say. How you actually think about your own adversity actually affects you and how you think about it and respond to it actually affects you. And so that is uh, something to, to be aware of, right? Do we actually believe that, that how we, it kind of gets into the self-talk thing too, right? Of like, whatever script we keep telling ourselves in our head, certainly when it comes to spiritual formation, we'll begin to form ourselves into that image. And are we forming ourselves into the right image? You can ask yourself by that of like, am I telling the right story? Am I telling the right story? And so certainly if you have Jesus, then there's a beautiful, incredible um, story to tell right there. And I think that's really, really powerful. And so he calls this idea, people that have those redemption stories, he calls this, this concept, uh, people that have generativity 
um, which is really cool. And he says that it's characterized by anytime people have a personal redemption story and are able to trace their arc and like the adversity actually creating them into something special um, or forming them. He goes, it's always characterizes in that person with generosity, selflessness, and a desire to make the world a better place, not just for themselves, but for others too. Um, and he talks about in this data that generativity is directly tied to better parenting, better community engagement, better mental health, and lower incidence of depression. Um, and so guys, that's just a little 15 minute thought for you today that I wanted to leave with you is how do you view adversity? How do you view difficult things? Do you understand that we're built for it? Do you see yourself as a matchstick or a forest fire? And on top of that, do you realize we worship a Jewish rabbi from 2000 years ago, who is God, the King of the universe, who exhausted the toolbox. And we come up underneath that power. The toolbox has been exhausted and we are in Christ, which means it cannot be exhausted on us. It is done. It has happened. It is finished. And the beauty of that is when we step into that, then even while things are thrown at us, we realize they're not the final word. They're not the final say they don't have the last word. And so that's all I got for you guys today. I hope it was encouraging. Oh, this was kind of a fun, I go on little rants, I guess if it's just me, but hopefully that was okay. Um, would love to hear on social media if it was encouraging to you guys, but I just want to let you know, I'm praying for you guys. I'm with you guys today. Um, man, it's a hard time right now. Um, but again, the beauty is the tools have been exhausted. Jesus is King. He's reigning and ruling and you are a child of God. And that is good news. Love you guys. Love you guys.